Finally got Dude. Remember this was your idea? <clears throat> uh, that text came through? Roach wants to do a podcast? This guy is okay. just passing One, blame. two, <laughs> three. All right, we're live. All right, what's going on? We're here with uh, Roach, a.k.a. Waxface. What up? And uh, Sean over at Demeter Designs. These guys are legends in the irrigation world for sure. Um, probably the best, best I know. Um, but anyways, so yeah, we're just going to hear talk about some irrigation stuff and what we've been doing with Demeter. Um, but first, Sean, what's your backstory on how you got started in irrigation and design? So I started uh, growing on the traditional, mar traditional market uh, about 15 years ago. And when I first got into it, automation was like something that was really cool to me. I just wanted to know everything about it uh, when it came to environment, watering, everything. Uh, so I started building simple automated irrigation systems, um, working my way from just timers and pumps, finally got into dosatrons, and just building garages with dosatrons started, those kind of got me started. And then I had some friends who needed help as well, so... Started building irrigation systems for some homies, um, and then got introduced into the legal market and on the commercial side of things uh, a few years ago, and uh, started building up from there. Met yeah. these guys, met you. Um, yeah, we met at LA Family Farms, and I remember walking through, it was the first time I've seen a Dostatron configuration like that, to where you're able to run a large-scale facility with dosatron without having a dosatron per per room right and going into batch tanks so i was i was super pumped about it and some of the cleanest irrigation work i've ever seen thanks man. and um that's where the kind of relationship started and then um you know introduced to roach and then we we all built a really strong relationship and and then kind of went from there um Roach, what what is your role? I mean, you working a lot daily with Sean. I mean, what are you what are you doing with Demeter, and and what's that look like? So, I mean, you know, Sean and I will bounce ideas off each other's heads. We'll kind of go over plan sets, and like you know, he'll kind of drop what he thinks works, right? And he'll show it to me, and more times than not, I'm like, that's fucking perfect, right? You know, like I wouldn't change anything for the most part. You know, maybe a make sure this bushing's facing the right way and it's not showing, you know, but, uh, just, just little perfectionist shit, you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the ability to essentially plumb out a whole facility without plumbing out a whole facility is amazing, right? Cause you get to see everything that you wouldn't see until it's happening before it happens. Right. Also catch those mistakes yeah. before you actually make them in the real world. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, fuck, I wish I had Demeter for all the fucking designs that we did or that I've done in the past. Like, it would just make my life a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, that's that's the question I was going to ask. Um, be, like, you're a legend in the irrigation world as far as eh. cannabis goes. Eh. Sorry for putting you on blast. Eh. But eh. Um, being that you're building out all your own systems, why why would you, a guy like you that knows how to build all his own irrigation systems from start to finish, um, knows just as much as Sean, right? Um, why would you even use Demeter? I mean, would you would you, you even use Demeter? I mean, I am using Demeter for our Florida project. Um, 
you know, just the amount of time that it will save you in setup just with the cut sheets. Uh, you know, every manifold, like say this one, for example, you know, having all the cut sheets called out on it, you don't have to do any figuring out. It's right there. Um, and then the parts list is definitely like what fucking sold me on it. I'm like, oh shit. No yeah. more under ordering, no more over ordering. You get exactly what you need, however many feet pipe you need, and it's done. You know, it's, it's way easier than trying to figure it all out. Standing in a row, like, all right, cool, elbow here, elbow here. Call it 250 elbows, you know? Yeah, oh, take shit. a few cases. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and you end up either not buying enough, A, or B, buying too much, you know? Not sure which is worse, but. Yeah. yeah, buying too much sucks. Uh, not, I suck. think not buying enough would probably, you know, because then you're stopping what you're doing and you're going to the store, sending True. somebody to the store. Yeah, slowing losing productivity. Down. Yeah. The yeah. second you leave the building, yeah. productivity is lost for the day. Yeah. It takes so long to get back on track and get moving again when you have the parts list, you get everything from start to finish, you start working, you have no excuses. Like there's no reason to stop. You stay focused the entire day. Everything's there. Yeah. Everything's there. You, I have this... Uh, kindergartner dosatron behind me that i built it's pretty bad it's kind of it hurts my eyes <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing that we've done like a few podcasts with this thing yeah um but you know sean's here to fix it you know um and you built this right what is yep. you know this manifold here like you just told me right now that you used a cut sheet to to build this a demeter d design cut sheet right so yeah this used to take me like to build four of these for a traditional setup with four recipes would take most of a day to build this. And I'd have to figure out what this cut length was here with this insertion to make sure that the whole thing remains perfectly square. And it's funny because I've been building cut sheets for customers now for a while and I haven't been plumbing uh, since I've been more on the design side of things now. This is my first time ever using my cut sheets. And I had a phone call coming up at a meeting with a client and uh, I was like, oh, I'll start on this thing real quick before the call, see where I get. And I ended up finishing it in about 30 minutes, which was crazy. I was like, holy shit, this is what the client is actually getting. Because I, I knew it was going to help them. I just didn't realize how much it was going to help them. And to build this thing in 30 minutes blew my mind. I was like, these motherfuckers have no idea how easy their life is. Like, yeah. I just shaved off weeks of install time for them, which is huge. Um, so it was really cool to see and use my own product and actually from the computer to real life verify that actually everything is perfect. This thing is a perfect square, first try, no wasted parts. Everything was there. When I ordered the parts for it, I had a pro uh, uh, parts list. Even for something simple as this, I just the computer generated the parts list. I sent it to my supplier. He had it to me. I put it together. It was a done deal. On... You know, on a skill level side, right? Being realistic, you know, I mean, we, it's hard. All these, you have these irrigation guys in the cannabis industry that are charging huge amounts because of their knowledge mm -hmm. uh, to install these complex irrigation systems. When you're getting a plan from Demeter, cut sheets, you know, the full rendering, customization, Skill level, like who can install these things? You can install this, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> you can go from this to this. Okay, so we could go from just don't overglue it. Kindergarten yeah. to superstar. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, yeah. If you can, if you have the ability to follow follow direction, yeah, right. for sure. All right, all right, cool. <laughs> so keep the specialty side 
of the, those installers out of the equation. You can hire them if you want to. Like, but you just don't need to. You don't need to, but make sure you hire a clean installer, right? You don't want to have yeah. primer all over the place and shit all wonky out of level. But no, anybody should be able to install these systems. Yeah. For sure. What, um, what project are you working on right now that you can disclose? Um, so we have a couple... Uh, ones in the works right now. Obviously, we're doing uh, the new Florida facility for Jungle Boys. Uh, we have a couple projects with Mayensa, uh, which is a pretty large cultivator on the East Coast. Um, we just signed with Stizzy uh, on a bunch of their new facilities. Um, those guys have some really cool stuff going on, a little different than what everybody else is doing, which is cool to see. Um, I wouldn't say it's a challenge for us, but it's something different for sure. Um, so yeah. I'm pretty stoked on that. Yeah, you're talking about how organized Stizzy is before we started this. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's uh, they have their own architect. Those guys are beasts. Yeah, their headquarters is crazy. Like you go in and they're like, "Oh yeah, we do all of our plans in house. Everything's here." And like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've been in their office. They got like eight accountants. It's it's insane. Like yeah. it's super sick. They're um, yeah. Roach, how in on all those projects, right? That he's working on. How involved are you? Are you just always available on the phone or are you working with them on those plans or what, what's your involvement on that? I mean, you know, it's pretty rare that Sean needs to like kind of hit me up and be like, what do I do here? Because he is himself so knowledgeable on all this shit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I talk to Sean on a daily basis. Uh, you know, the first few that we did, especially with the Netaflexes, uh, I was pretty involved in it. Yep. Um, but, you know, now they're just they're just cranking them out. Yeah, he was my Netflix guide. He kind yeah. of brought me no, in. We, yeah, you guys went down to Elevated and rendered uh, a whole one out and got it all done, right? Yeah. yeah. We're Almost, done. Almost, Almost yeah. done. Almost done. Almost. Almost Need that done. time. Need yeah. that time. Yeah. yeah. We've been yeah. really busy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, JT. Sorry, Max. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, there's a lot of irrigation companies. Um, there's a few, you know, that, that we see out there. But the obviously, the the 3d renderings that I'm seeing out of Demeter are probably the best I've ever, ever seen, um, out there, but also on, on top of that, what makes it different? I mean, why, why Demeter over some other irrigation design companies that, that we're seeing? I think the fact that we build in 3d is what really sets us apart. I mean, looking at a two dimensional set of plans, a lot gets lost in translation, right? When we build the facility in 3D and we build it like we're building it in real life, it's not like if we have a one-inch section of pipe that needs to reduce down to three-quarters, it's not like we just show them butted together. We're actually putting that reducing bushing in there. We're calling out the fitting. And calling out the fitting and like using every part like we would in real life. And then when it's all done, we have this 3D model. Okay, well, we, what do we do with that? We don't give a 3D model to the client because they can't view it, right? So we break it down into architectural drawings. And so we'll show those two-dimensional, that two-dimensional imagery, like the overhead views, the elevations, all that. But then we can get in and we can shoot the camera in certain angles to show 3D perspective views um, to make it feel like you're really there. And for an installer to be able to visualize what it's going to look like when it's done is massive it's like one thing looking at a bunch of line work on a plan set it's another thing to see a picture that's photorealistic and say oh i get it all right this is where this goes it just makes sense i know i'm a visual person that helps me like if you try to describe to me over the phone i'm lost i don't know what the hell you're talking about if you show me a picture i'm like yep done let's get to work and i know a lot of people especially builders work like that we're all visual that's why we're in this right yeah 
Um, so I think that's what really makes us different um, is the 3D aspect of it. Yeah, I think another, you know, is is that uh, you're you guys are both cultivators, right? You know, and you guys have been growing a long time. And we've done a lot of plumbing. Yeah. Yeah. So we know yeah. what fittings need to go where. And, yeah, oh. installed a lot yeah. of plumbing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Hands on. And it's also like when we're building out a room, we're thinking about the operator in mind workflow like workspace that's huge a lot of people will try to cram a bunch of shit into a room how and the, the flow just doesn't work yeah. right like yeah how am i going to dump salt into this nutrisol when there's a wall right behind me and there's piping all around i can't step in there having easy access access from the doorway to roll a pallet of nutrients in like little yeah. things like that, that we're thinking understand. about because we are cultivators yeah we do get that we do know how it is to work in a room uh, so that's really helpful for us, I think, and going along to the client as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. On, on your jobs, you know, especially at LA family, you know, we saw your valves at the time, you know, you, you know, but we moved those into Imperium valves now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a lot different than your average sprinkler valve. Right. You know, um, but, but why, why Imperium valves? I mean, why that valve and why not just a hunter ivc valve or or something like that right so like a a hunter valve is going to be a diaphragm solenoid right so there's a rubber diaphragm in there that has to open and close and seal to stop the flow well when we're dealing with high ec salt-based nutrients that can build up on those diaphragms and and uh stick them open or stick them closed or cause mayhem right so what's cool about the imperium valves it's a full port schedule 80 valve uh same as what's on these here but with a motor on top of it that takes pretty low amperage to open and close Um, so there's no chance of it sticking and also it allows high flow rates we're not killing the flow uh like a diaphragm would so we use those as our master valves and the cool thing also is they can take back pressure so we plumb a little differently for most jobs than was traditionally done in the market right now. A lot of guys are home running every single room back to their fertigation room, or as we only home run our recipes. And then we have the recipes going throughout the facility. And then each room breaks off with a common manifold with those Imperium valves, uh, and allows you to choose which recipe you want on demand to any zone in the room. So you can feed half the room, one recipe, half the other recipe, or every zone a different recipe, depending on what you have specced out for your facility. Um, but when you mix into those common manifolds, it creates back pressure, on the, which a t- traditional solenoid cannot handle. Um, so these can take back pressure, they don't clog, they're super robust, uh, and they're tested to 100,000 cycles, which is what we figure out is like 20-something years. It's a long time. It was a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So they're pretty badass. I'm really excited for those to get more into the market. Right now, we already have them in facilities. Uh, but our Yeah, you've been running them. Yeah, we've yeah. been running them, but our big launch is coming up pretty soon. Yeah, now stoked on that. That's, uh, yeah, really excited about it. Um, Roach, what are the, some of the biggest issues you've seen, like, in the field with, with irrigation systems, you know, front-facing? I mean, people that just don't necessarily understand the water mechanics of everything right um and then just ugly stuff like that uh but (laughs) you know i mean there's tons of problems right i've seen really bad shit where people are mixing their you know say they 
mixed a part A and a part B in the same stock tank, you know, and then completely clogged up their uh, auto flushing filter, like the worst clog you've ever seen in your life. Um, that was your buddy that sent us to... That was a good one. Yeah, that was disgusting. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like a lack of knowledge and a lack of experience uh, in setting these up and people see some pictures online and they're like, oh... I'm going to do that based off of, you know, these pictures. And then they get like halfway done. They're like, dude, I need your help, you know, but it's easier if you just get our help from the jump, right? Don't try and build a complex irrigation system without ever having done it before with no guidance or knowledge or people to refer off of. Uh, it's just not as easy as a picture may seem to be, you yeah, know, we've learned a lot of hard lessons over the years. Yeah. We don't, other people don't need to learn those lessons, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. We already took the fall. Yep. Moving forward, we'll just do it right from the from the get-go. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, you know, when I first started following you guys back in the day, you guys were open flow, I think, Octobubbler, right? Yep. yep. And, and then you kind of saw that switch a few years ago, four or five years ago or so, to Netafim pressure compensated. Um, why? I mean, just kind of the inconsistencies you get with the open flow, right? Um, really high flow rates, you know, in these big rooms. Like, you could be, like, in a 40-light room. You could be running, like, 32 gallons per minute, 35 gallons per minute on open flow on, like, you know, 500 plants or something like that because it's just wide open. Um, and, yeah, just kind of the inconsistencies. It kind of started when we really started doing a lot of the uh, soil or, you know, uh, rock wool monitoring, substrate substrate monitoring, with the first generation uh, grow sense from Grodan, um, and being able to kind of see like a X-ray into that cube and see like what's really going on, your your water content and how they're r rising so quickly, um, instead of like a smooth line going up, uh, you know, and you do get a lot of channeling in rock wool, right? So if you're just pushing a whole bunch of water in it'll start just flowing through the cube, almost like siphoning through. They call it channeling. Um, and with like a slow drip on rock wool, it absorbs a lot better. It's like someone had made the example, like picture like a dry sponge, right? And you stick it under a water faucet, you know, that's turned all the way on. All the water just spreads off the sponge, right? If you turn on a faucet that drips onto the sponge, it absorbs into that sponge with each drip, right? You're not losing any water. So... It's definitely a more precise way to irrigate your plants. And uh, honestly, it's easier to set up than, you know, gluing together octobubblers and having all these spaghetti tubes all over your trays. Oh, yeah. And, you know, uh, that, that, t that drip tubing is pretty simple to install. You know, anyone can pretty much do that. Yeah. yeah. And you'd probably able to do a lot more plants in one zone. Yeah. You know, yeah. pressure compensated. Yeah. yeah, and you can run huge zones. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, this wasn't part of the question, but you know, on the Dosatron, on the Dosatron side of things, I mean, you use both Netaflex and Dosatron. Yep. TLC using Dosatron, Factory using Netaflex. Yep. Is there any advice for guys that are going between Dosatron and Netaflex? Like, when should they use a Netaflex? over a dosatron or vice versa i mean it's a tough one right you got to have yeah. someone that's somewhat competent you definitely have to vet the customer first like yeah how knowledgeable are you how technical are you um 
anyone can run these things. Yeah. Netaflexes are really cool, but you need a level of understanding and knowing what you're getting into uh, before you start running one for sure. 100%. 100%. And I mean, uh, Dosatron is actually working on some really cool shit right now. We got, uh, we got some of their... We're working with them really closely. I've been with them for like the past like week or so. Um, their parent company who, you know, everyone knows Dosatron, but their parent company is Dilution Solutions. So Dilution Solutions is coming out with a really cool kind of game changer uh, irrigation product. I think that's all I can say, <laughs> but it's going to be, it's, it's going to be dope. So for, for someone that's not digital or technical savvy, you know, they would, or experienced on, on dosing, you know, an entry, a good it's thing. A perfect entry level. Dosatron. Right? Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. Yep. hundred percent. Get ideas of injection rates and flows and all that. And then move into Netflix once. Yeah. 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 I mean, do you think Netflix is necessary with how you build Dosatron boards? You know? Depending. If you have a lot of recipes, uh, these require a lot of real estate on the wall. Whereas yeah. a Netflix is in a compact package and you could pump out how many recipes on a, what's the max? 10 dosing programs. Yeah. 10 dosing programs. Like to do that with Dosatron would require a ton of wall space and you're working on ladders cause they're stacked so high and like that's when it doesn't really make sense. Um, so we're running two, three recipes. It's pretty perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah up four recipes. Yeah. We four do. recipes. Yeah. 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 We run it in like a, an H pattern and it crushes. What, what, what EC values are those on those four recipes? Do you usually do? So typically we'll do like a three O EC, a 2-O-EC um, for flour, uh, a flush, either 0.5 or a 1, and then a veg recipe that's somewhere around that 3-EC as well. And and on your systems, I mean, I get I get asked this a lot, especially when guys are using Dosatron or, or whatnot. They, they ask, are you going direct inject from Dosatron straight to the plants? No. You no. go direct? To a batch tank. Yeah, so we do batch tank fertigation. Everything we design is batch tank fertigation. It's the flexibility of being able to run. You could irrigate two plants with a couple drippers, or you could run a couple thousand drippers um, at a time based upon, obviously, the pump you're using. But if you try to in direct inject in a really small zone, you're not going to get the flow rates across the dosers that are going to properly inject uh, the nutrients. So that just going to a batch tank first and then pumping out as fast or slow as you want gives you that flexibility to feed whatever size zone you want. Yeah. I know Dosatron tells you that, you know, their system, their D14 MZ2s or their 14 gallon minute systems run at optimal two, two gallons per, per minute. Right. But, but they'll, they'll say really? they go down to like some crazy low rate, but I flow them at least six, seven gallons a minute Yeah, to get accurate dosing. Yeah. yeah, for sure. We wide open flow right into a batch tank. So there's no issue there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we get this a lot and, and we actually run into it a lot with a lot of clients. Um, and we, we used to make, you know, biosis, you know, you know, terra grow, whatnot, and put it through drip irrigation. And how did that work out? Learned our lesson on that one. <laughs> yeah. 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 We kept it out of the drip irrigation, started running it in either just like a, a like a, a can and pump system to a just keeping it out of the drip line you know any way you can do it hand feed it with a hose just keep it out of the drip system i mean you're not even using it anymore but 
you know, on, on adding organics into complex irrigation systems, I mean, it's kind of like asking for trouble. Don't do it. Keep this system sacred, only clean nutrients in there and like run cleanse, like all your cleanses your insurance policy in the, in the system, right? Keeps everything clean and sterile and moving forward. Doesn't allow your trippers to clog. Um, if you want to use that stuff, I'm not knocking you just hand water it in. Don't put it in the system. Yeah, trench it in. Yeah, yeah. Use the DRAM, Hydra 50. Yep. You know, go plant by plant, hand water. If you don't got a DRAM, Hydra 50, you know, submersible pump with a hose and a trash can, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. straight up. Keep it yeah. out of any yeah. complex irrigation system. Yeah. Any customer that comes to us for a design, they said, oh, we're running this and this and this. First thing is, I'm like, how about you try a, a trial with Athena first before we build you a system that will inevitably fail and clog on you. And I don't even really do those jobs. Um, we design everything around clean salt-based nutrients uh, just because I know it's going to have longevity. And these facilities are built to last. Are you, I mean, are there irrigation systems where you can? I mean, open flow? Sure, maybe? yeah. You can open, open flow. flow. Absolutely. I mean, but then you're still fighting the battle of biofilm and the, exactly. the drip and the PVC. Yeah. 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 You're going to get build up and it's going to clog like an artery over time. It's just time's your killer there. Yeah. It'll work for a while until it doesn't. I mean, where, where is it? Where is a client at that point? Say they, they use a product like Biosis, right? And they've been feeding it and now they've biofilmed their whole lineup. I mean, is zero recommendation SOP? I mean, are they completely fucked? I mean, where are they at? No. Um, I mean, you can you can shock your lines, but it means pretty much shutting down your irrigation system for like 36 hours, you know, um, biosafe, make some stuff that'll clean that shit right out. Um, to a degree. It's yeah. never going to be 100% in yeah. there, but it'll it'll help. It'll yeah. never be back to 100% of when you installed it. No, never. No. It's over from there. There's so many little nooks and crannies and little areas in there that are just never going to get hit. Yeah. Trust me, I know. I used to run advanced. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've done gnarly flushes and stuff, and it's... Never the same. Never the same. Yeah, yeah no, we... we uh, that's why we're we're so anal at, at Athena that they're like, don't feed the stack. Everyone's like, oh, I fed the stack through my irrigation system. I'm like, why? <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah. No, it's... Um, it's uh I'm super proud to be to be a part of the Demeter team, you know, and, and to kind of help how I can, you know. Yeah. Um I think what we're doing is is changing the game for, for a lot of growers. You know, some of the some of the work that you've done uh, with Jim over at Pheno Hunters, um, you know, he his install is beautiful. It's, it was insane. The the post we did with the renderings versus the the actual photos. It's, I show them people sometimes and they're like, wait, which one's which? Yeah. Like, their install was perfect. Yeah. He did a really good job. Yeah. I'm you know? stoked on that. But it takes a certain kind of personality. I know you are OCD and, and you are OCD as well. And mm. you just have to have that, you know, when you're doing stuff that's this clean, um, you have to have that personality to, to do that. And it, and it looks like, uh, you know, Fino Hunters are on the same page for sure. Definitely. Yeah. They did a really good job for sure. Um, but how, how can people contact you um, for design layouts and, and what does that look like and what's the top to bottom? I mean, how does it start? When a customer contacts you, like what does that look like? And, and Yeah, so first thing is like I point them to the website, fill out the needs analysis form. Um, that's the easiest way for us to start a conversation. Before I even talk to you, I know what you're doing, how big is your facility, where are you located, what medium you're running, 
how many gallons a day you expect to use, how many flower rooms, how many lights, all those little questions. Um, as soon as they fill that out, they automatically get a response from us to set up a calendar appointment. They get on my calendar, I give them a call, we review the form together, kind of make sure all the questions are answered properly. Um, and then from that point, once we decide we want to move forward, we send over deposit invoice, get that in, uh, and now you're in, in the queue. And we move forward. And How backlogged are you right now? Terribly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's pretty bad. Yeah. But we're, we're getting it fixed for sure. Anybody um, in Northern California as a 3D modeler, hit us up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Roach, I know you're super busy. You have to make the drive out here. I really appreciate it. Of course. Yeah, you know, thank you. Um, thanks, Sean, for making it out. Yeah. That's it. Good job, guys. Yeah. Late. Right on. <laughs>